Well, Merry Christmas, friends. So great to see those of you who are here in person, um, those of you who are worshiping with us online this Christmas Eve, we're really grateful to have you. So you guys here in person, what we're gonna do is we've got people watching this for a variety of reasons participating. Some of them are just part of our online church. Uh, some of them are traveling and some of them are not here because um, some hard stuff going on in their lives. So we wanna just kind of give a little love to them this morning. So I'm gonna, this, this Christmas Eve, it's not morning. Um, I usually speak in the mornings. So we're gonna give a little love to them on this Christmas Eve. I'm gonna count to three. If you guys will just kind of give them a big Merry Christmas and then we'll just love them with a round of applause. You do that with me? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Woo. Okay, slow start. Here we go. One, two, three. Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right, we started slow, but we got there. So I'm, I'm really glad to be here with you today. My name is Daryl Holden. I'm one of the pastors here, and it's, uh, it's awesome to be with you. So I have this little Christmas tradition. It's becoming our Christmas tradition. Um, for those of you who uh, are, you will have kids in the room and online, and um, those of you who have like a kid sense of humor. I got, got a few Christmas jokes that I enjoy to tell. So, so this first one is, I tell it every Christmas, and my kids are gone, so I have somebody to tell it to, so it's, it's you guys. Um, so you know how to knock-knock joke works, right? And so I'm gonna say knock-knock and you say, yeah. all right, so it's, yeah, so knock-knock. Yeah. Christmas cow goes. <laughs> no, Christmas cow goes moo. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, yeah, we're starting slow again. So, um, so what's it called when one of Santa's helpers takes a picture of themselves? It's an elfie, elfie, elfie. All right, um, what did the reindeer say when it saw the elf? Nothing, reindeer can't talk. <laughs> All right, last one, last one. What did Mr. and Mrs. Snowman hang over their baby's crib? A snowmobile. Right. Awesome, thanks for the groans, thanks for the laughs. You know you're gonna tell that some party or something in the next little bit here. You'll tell one of those jokes. So, um, no, so, so this, this December, in our offices here at the church, in church offices, our communications team has this little whiteboard that's hanging on the outside of their door, and so what they did, I thought was creative and fun, um, they would put Christmas movie quotes, and then, you know, you got to guess them, like who, who said it, what movie it's from, that kind of stuff. And so I, I had a good time with it in the office anyway, and, and I got hung up on this one quote. And um, I, the quote is, uh, everybody likes Denny's. It's an American institution. So, I, so some of you, yeah, I can see from your face, some of you know what it's from. I could, I could not place it for the life of me, and so I was trying to get some help on where this quote is from, and some of, some of the good people in the office, like they were enjoying me floundering for this. And those people, like I know their names, and they're on my naughty list. And uh, some of the nice people in our office, like they, they helped me out. So if you didn't know, that quote is from the Santa Claus. And it's made by a guy in the movie, his name's Scott Calvin, it's played by Tim Allen. And what has happened is he has, uh, single dad, burned the Christmas turkey and is taking his kid to dinner on Christmas and he doesn't want to go to Denny's, and he says to him, like, everybody likes Denny's. It's an American institution. And so there's this, so for me, like, 
I've seen the Santa Claus, and I was attracted to the idea of those seeing it again because like to see a Christmas movie that I couldn't quote, right, was like that was attractive to me. And so I asked my family this year, hey, would it be okay if we watched the Santa Claus? And they said yes, and so we watched it a couple days ago and uh, watched it again, and it's very 1990s. If you haven't seen it in a while, it's very 1990s. But there was this moment in the movie. It's about a third of the way through. I actually stopped the movie to write this quote down. Different quote by Judy the Elf. It's a statement about faith. And she makes this statement. She says, seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. And I was like, she is so right. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. If you happen to be one of those seeing is believing kind of people, you are gonna miss out on, on so much. You're gonna miss out on so many things if you've gotta see it before you can believe it because the things, like the best things and the things that are the most real, like those things, you have to believe them in order to see them. So this Christmas Eve for our Christmas meditation, I've been thinking about the the day that Jesus was born and the encounter that the shepherds and the angels had with each other. And I'd like us just to reflect on that together for a couple of minutes. This account is in the Gospel of Luke, chapter two, starts in verse eight, and you know Jesus had been born in the city of Bethlehem, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He's the Messiah, the Lord. And so this angel just shows up out of the blue to these shepherds out in the field and it says to them, hey, I've got good news. I've got good news. This good news is gonna cause great joy. I guess it's gonna stir great joy in you, shepherds, and all the people. And, and so I was thinking about this, this this December here at church. We've been in this series. We've called it Christmas time, and we've been talking about different things that Christmas is time for. We talked about how Christmas is time for worship, and it's time for faith. It's time for blessing. And in our time together, I'd just like to talk, Christmas is a time for joy. Christmas is a time for joy, and in thinking about joy, this, this great joy that is available to us because of Christmas, I, I love that it's joy. Because joy, joy, is not, joy is not an emotion. It's not an emotion. Joy is, joy is a state of mind. It's a state of heart. And, and so it's, for me, the, it's an old word, gladness. It kind of lays beside that because it really keeps, it keeps us from drifting into the territory of emotion. Emotion is about our circumstances, and we feel what we feel. And I, so I'm not dismissing our emotions at all, particularly not around the holidays. I mean, this is, this is, a, this is gonna be a tough time of year, and for most of us, there's a lot of mixed emotions that come around the holiday seasons. And our emotions are, are what we feel, and they're usually connected to our circumstances, but joy, Joy is a state of mind, it's a state of heart, and, and joy is, is connected to our perspective. And, and so you can be sad and still have joy. You can feel lonely and still have joy. 
You can, you can run the gamut of emotions and still have joy because joy is not an emotion. Joy is about our perspective and our perspective is connected to what we believe. And, and you can believe, when you believe some things, you get to see, you get to experience them. So I was thinking about what this angel said to these shepherds. Good news, great joy, all the people. Today, in this little town that's back over there, this baby has been born, and, this, and this, the angel says to him, he says three things about this baby that's been born, and, and this is where, in believing these three things, this is where joy is found. First thing that the angel says about this baby is that he is the savior. So thinking about this little this little infant lying in a manger, like they're gonna go find it after the angel leaves, like this little infant lying in a manger, this little infant is the savior of the world. The angels had told Joseph before, it's like, name him Jesus, because he's gonna save his people from their sins. This little baby came to be our savior, to be our rescuer, which means for us, we're, we're in danger. Like we are in need of being rescued. We need, we need a savior to come, and God has sent to us Jesus to come and rescue us from our sins. And, and that causes joy in our heart, in our mind, our, no matter what, what the circumstances are going around us, God has given us one who will save us, who will rescue us from our sin and from ourselves. And, and this little baby, Jesus, has come to rescue us. He says he's the savior. Second thing he says about him is he calls him the Messiah. And the Messiah is, like that's an old Jewish word, and it really, it means anointing. And it was about when God had, like he had put his special, like just special, it was an oil, an anointing oil that was usually used, and it was God's designation of this person. Is this, is, this is a unique person who has a unique responsibility, unique task, and in Jesus, he's calling him the Messiah. He's not just one of the people who are anointed. He is the anointed one. And he was coming to bring God's blessing to people. And so we sit here today in, in need, not just of rescue, but in need of God's blessing in our lives. There's, a, there's an interaction that is recorded a little later in the Bible in the book of Acts. It's in chapter three, I think, in one of Jesus' first followers, of Peter, he's talking He's talking to people about Jesus and he says, you believe him as savior. And as that happens, then times of refreshing come. And Jesus is this one who brings like God's time of refreshing into our lives. And so in, in embracing him as our savior and as Messiah, the one who brings God's blessing into our lives. The apostle Paul, again, still later in the Bible in Ephesians chapter one, he says that in Jesus, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. In Jesus, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Now, now you might make a list of all the blessings, all the things that you could think of. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms is how he puts it. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms comes to us through Jesus. And he is the Messiah. He's the one who brings God's season of refreshing, God's blessing into our lives. This baby, this little baby, like that day, born into the world, the Savior, Messiah. And then the last thing the angel says about him is he is the Lord. And that was, that was a radical statement in that day and in that time. Because Rome, ancient Rome, was in charge of the whole world. Like they had, they had conquered the known world. 
at that point and the, the statement of the world that was required, the statement of the people in the world that was required of them was Caesar is Lord. We bow our knee to Caesar, we submit to Caesar, he is over us. And the angel makes this declaration, this is good news to you, this will stir great joy. Not, not the imperialist, not the conqueror, Caesar, he's not Lord. This, there's a new Lord. And, and it is this, like he's the one to bow our knee to. Now I think in our day and age, I think the big statement in our day and age would be, I am the Lord, okay? I am my Lord. I don't necessarily have to be anybody else's Lord, but I'm gonna be Lord over my life. And, and that turns us so inward focused that we actually experience, when we live that way, we actually experience the opposite of joy. The opposite of joy, I would probably say the word I would probably use is, I would wanna use the word sorrow, but that feels like an emotion, and so probably I'm gonna use the word despair. And it's, it's just kind of that, that self, it's like it's, it's all pointed in, and it's about me, and it leads to really negative places, and we've been given this gift and this opportunity to, to instead of looking at ourselves and saying, I'm the Lord over me, to, to have a Lord, and a Lord that loves us, that was willing to step down from heaven, the glory of heaven, the worship of heaven, and to come and to take on human flesh and live as one of us and ultimately die on a cross because he loves us. The one who gave everything for us, we get to bow our knee and say, yeah, you can be Lord over me. And that's the good news that brings great joy into our lives, that we have a savior, we have a Messiah, we have a Lord. And so I was thinking about these things and reflecting on them for our time together. And there's this, there's this little benediction, there's this little blessing. We actually used it at the end of our time together this past weekend here at Christ Community. And it's in, it's in Romans, it's Bible letter to the Romans, and it's verse 13. And it's just this little prayer statement. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you could overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And there's all the Christmas words in there. Hope and joy and peace. And, and what I was noticing for our time together is that the God of hope will fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him. Right? Seeing is not believing. Believing is seeing. And so this Christmas season, to believe for the first time or to continue to believe that a savior has been born for you. He is, he is your Messiah and he is your Lord. And as we believe these things, we get to experience good news, brings great joy into our lives. So I wanna pray for us in just a minute. And then after I pray, our, our worship band's gonna come back out. They're gonna lead us in this little song. We have a video that is, it's the kids of Christ Community Church and our band's gonna play along to it. The song, the song they're gonna be singing, it's a song of faith. So this is, this is a faith moment for us. And so this is, this is the opportunity for, for you to believe, to believe anew, to believe again that this Jesus, we celebrate his birth Christmas, he is your savior, he's your Messiah, he's your Lord. So could I pray for us, would you guys please bow your head and close your eyes with me?
Heavenly Father, what you have done for us, it's kind of hard to wrap our minds around, wrap our hearts around. You have shown your love for us in such a tangible way. Jesus, that you were willing to come and that you would, you would be for us Savior. We need your rescue. That you would be God's Messiah to bring his life, his rule, his reign, his blessing into our world, into our lives. That you would be Lord and not abandon us to those who are more powerful than us that demand we call them Lord or to ourselves. You didn't leave us in that condition. You are, you are love and you are life and you allow us to submit and to receive from you. So thank you. In this faith moment, would you, would you stir faith in us? Would you give us what we need to believe so that we could see, so that we could experience your joy, your peace, your hope in our lives? So we're really grateful. Jesus, we pray these things in your name. Oh, 
stand as we lift our voices together.
hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Be careful when you blow your candles out and have a safe drive home. Thanks for coming and celebrating with us today. You are dismissed.